HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. No matter how much you choose to give, you'll feel awesome next time you tune in, knowing that we wouldn't be here without you. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Plus, we have great member swag. Show off your HRN pride with a t-shirt or keep your hands safe in the kitchen with an HRN potholder. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. First, 
I want to tell our listeners we are having a new fundraiser this year, Monday, December 4th, almost right at cutting the curd time, just a little bit after. I think it starts at 6. It's at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden, and it's featuring fare from some of New York City's best chefs and, of course, wine, beer, and cocktails. So I implore you to come join us. It'll be a great night and a great party. Anyway, today I'm doing something a little bit different. I've got on Kate Leader. Welcome, Kate, from from Aperitivo in Grand Rapids. Am I saying the name of your restaurant right? It's Aperitivo. Aperitivo. And Emily Lind from Brooklyn's own somewhat new cheese restaurant, Denizen. Hello. Great. Welcome, ladies. So my first question for you both uh, Kate, you want to go first, perhaps. How did you both come to cheese? Oh, well, I did not grow up liking cheese. Oh! I, I, I didn't eat cheese for a really long time. Alert and the media. There's still certain things that I don't want. I don't want cheese on a burger. Ah. I don't want, very rarely do I want cheese on a sandwich. Interesting. Um, because I really want to just eat cheese. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? And so, but it really kind of began when I was I was working in um, a kitchen in Chicago. I was working for uh, Chef Carrie Nahabedian at Naha, mm-hmm. and she really started to um, introduce me to a lot of the classics, and especially the French classics. Um, she was. She's has great friends who would bring her wheels of Vacheron Montaor back from Paris, mm-hmm. and um, so that was really my my introduction. I started high. I really started <laughs> high. So that was fantastic, and it just kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. And how long me. ago was that? How long ago was that? Yeah. Um, that was. Early 2000. Okay, so before American cheeses peaked. I would say yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Okay, Emily, how did you get to cheese? Well, I always had like a savory, I'm not a sweet tooth kind of person. Mm-hmm. So um, going out to dinner, I would always opt for cheese plates for dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, worked in fine dining restaurants mm-hmm. for a long time and really always enjoyed selling cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I finally moved to New York City, um, a little over six years ago, mm-hmm. I started working at the Modern, um, ah. classic French restaurant at the time. An excellent um, cheese program. Yeah, beautiful uh, cart that we would wheel around the dining room, and I expressed interest and quickly mm-hmm. started um, being like, in charge so, of yeah, the cheese being cart. Being in charge, selecting the cheeses, ah. um, doing I'm so staff jealous. education. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was great. It was. Um, Have you been to that restaurant, Kate? No, but I'm just jealous. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It's beautiful. And then from the modern, uh, I went to Casa Lula, which mm-hmm. is um, all a cheese, super amazing or... cheese bar. Yeah, with uh-huh. over forty selections, and worked there for three years running mm-hmm. the cheese program there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opportunity arose to open my own place, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. kind of continued on. I definitely don't have nearly forty cheeses like Casa Lula does, uh-huh. but much more manageable selection mm-hmm. from like eight to twelve. Um, okay, and that rotates so. It's good. Yeah, I've always loved cheese, and okay. so, yeah, it's a 
dream come true, just okay. to be able to make it my career. Now, Kate, your restaurant is also mostly cheese, correct? It is. Yeah. So we're, uh, you know, a wine and beer and cider bar, um, a te- and we are we also have a uh, cheese shop right. as well. Mm-hmm. Is it in the same space, or are they yes. adjoining? Yes, they oh, are. Okay. They are in the same space. Mm-hmm. And what were you there from the start? Oh yes, I'm one of the owners. Okay, and what yes. what made you decide to do both a cheese counter and a restaurant and the whole thing? Um, I think the the bar was more of a afterthought, mm-hmm. but it seemed. I mean, it, as soon as we considered it, then it became um, a, a definite for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we really. It helps us. We're in a we're in an open market mm-hmm. um, kind of situation, so it's really nice for people to be able to sit and relax and enjoy, not just for us to, you know, sample cheeses, taste cheeses with people, and then hope that they have a great experience with them later. It's mm-hmm. wonderful for us to be able to um, help explain well, while you know as they are eating, Enjoying. you know, it's a, mm-hmm. a lot of what we do is education. So mm-hmm. we really, we, it's, it's a huge part of who mm-hmm. we are as a business. So either it's a great, informal while it's they're really sitting great. there, either informal while they're sitting there or you, ha- you have cheese classes too. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Emily, what, how did you get hooked into Denison at first? Um, well, my husband, now husband, actually, we're uh, newlyweds, was a bartender at the Modern. It's where we met. Mm-hmm. One of his regular customers um, kind of invested in him and his idea. So uh, it was kind of great to do it, not all on our dollar. You know? Oh, so we yes. Had, we you know, went, looked around for other investors. Um, so that's basically was kind of, um, you know, Liam was just working hard mm-hmm. for years trying to mm-hmm. find the right place. And in New York, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Right. Is first, he a chef or is he a he's wine not, guy? He's a front-of-the-house wine guy. Okay. So okay. Um, so you are the chef. I'm not the chef. I'm, okay. I'm the fromager, but I am working in the kitchen now. So line cook, dishwasher, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> everything you do, ordering. <laughs> I'm doing it all, cleaning. Okay. Um, and Kate, what do you do? Um, I do a little bit of everything also. That's what you I know, figured. It's one of those yeah. where <laughs> wherever I'm needed is where I am. Okay. Um, a lot of times my favorite thing to do at my job is to um, e- either is cutting cheese or I love, I love making plates for people. Oh, okay, great. When, you, when they tell you what to make or when you're given um, carte blanche? Oh, it's always better when I get to pick. <laughs> but but it's, I mean, and usually if people just trust us, I feel like that's really when they get the best, the best that, we that you have to offer that offer. day. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with that, you know, too. Tr- you show a little, give, you know, have a little faith in me, and I'll really go all out. Mm-hmm. I think it's true because you can add a little uh, more variety. Sometimes people, if they just see the list, they don't really know what they're getting. They'll order a lot of similar cheeses. Right. But if you can make your own, like you can, you mm-hmm. know, divide up the milk types and textures. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's right. better or too. Even if, yeah. yeah, or even if someone orders, you know, uh, three 
like hard cheeses, just even a tiny spoon of a scoop of something soft or something like that, just to get them to try something that it's not really costing that much. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's something to offer and to give and to share. That makes a huge difference to Mm -hmm. our customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you turn them on to something great. Exactly. (laughs) Now, um, when you decided... You, your uh, website says you only do American meat, but you do international and American cheeses. Now, what Correct. made you focus on just American meat? Um, it was really more what I, it was a matter of not wanting to make a decision. I didn't want <laughs> to decide between uh prosciutto de parma or prosciutto de sandaniele or i didn't want to have to decide and so <laughs> so you just I, cut it all I out i <laughs> decided to stick with um with the Eckhouses at la Quercia uh-huh. in iowa who make an amazing product and so mm-hmm. we just went with that and it's been wonderful that's something that is really i feel like it's you know that's it's really next you know mm-hmm. as far as an american I don't want food to say revolution, group. but food like group. a coming of age right, right. <laughs> for American meat, uh, yes. cured meats, and just La Quercia? No, oh, oh. no, oh, they're, okay. but there, you know, there are prosciutto. Okay, there are prosciutto people, mm-hmm. but we, um, we from all over. So you know, everything from small producers to larger ones. Um, but it's really fun to be able to carry to, again to introduce people to things that maybe they they haven't had or Mm -hmm. something where they might be doubtful Mm -hmm. and be able to offer a taste and have it change their mind. Mm -hmm. And Emily, what kind of meats do you, you also cook? I do, right. yeah. Um, um, our charcuterie program, all of our meats are coming from Ends Meat, which is here in Brooklyn, too. Oh, cool. So he's gearing them himself oh, here. Okay. So, yeah, we nice. get them nice local okay. uh, meat program. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for our break. We'll be back in a few moments with Cutting the Curd, talking to Kate Leader and Emily Lind from their respective restaurants. Be right back. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds. Delicious, fresh cheese curds or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. 
The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com. And as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. We're back. We're back at Cutting the Curd. Diane Stemple here, uh, talking to Kate Leader from Aperitivo and Emily Lind from Denison. Uh, I feel like I'm talking about your the college Denison. It's Denison, actually. Denison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. different spelling. Uh, anyway, so Kate, I did notice you have a very long list of favorite cheeses on the information oh. I was provided. <laughs> Now, I thought it was great, very inclusive, many types, but I also saw uh, Basque is your favorites, or? I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm just a huge fan of the region in uh-huh. general. Mm-hmm. Um, one, my best friend is, is Basque, mm-hmm. and um, so I've been able to go to, um, visit quite a few times and visit his family. Oh, that um, always makes a big difference. And so that makes all the, you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it makes yeah, all the difference. Yeah. And um, and so, yes, I love to go to San Sebastian. And uh-huh. it's just, I mean, any, anyone who loves food loves to go to San Sebastian. Right, so. right. And it's got just gotten more and more uh, food-centric as the years go by. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so which of your favorite cheeses do you get to serve at at Aperitivo? Oh, um, we it it depends on the. So our menu changes every month, mm-hmm. and we offer eight different cheeses on the menu at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, in our our we do have a we've got a really big. Um, we have quite a large cheese case, mm-hmm. uh, and so we pick from our cheese case what's going to be on the menu for the month. We do eight cheeses and um, and six meats, mm-hmm. and then we off- and then you know we'll do a crostini and you know a fancy grilled cheese where we're using whatever mm-hmm. um, whatever we're in the mood for from mm-hmm. the case. And so there's usually one of one of my many favorites makes the menu at least. Every month. <laughs> okay. And you have a, you know, a good selection of different types of milk and different types of style. We try. You know, mm-hmm. we try really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even comes down to a lot of times we'll, uh, especially towards the holiday, we'll make sure that we have one cheese that's on the Girol, which is, you know, the cheese uh-huh. curler. Mm-hmm. Um and so right now we have the tome brulee on there. Emily, mm. have you had that one? I have had that one. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so fun on the Girol. It's amazing. I bet. It's beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. So that's the one that we're doing this month. That's probably my favorite cheese on the menu for this month. Is it the same size as Tete de Moine? I think it's, it's a, a little tiny taller. Bit smaller. Oh, oh okay. Um, well, a little more cylindrical. But, but the that? same circumference? A similar circumference? Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's got cool. a torched rind. It's really cool. Ah. Now, um, 
Emily, I don't have a list of your favorite cheeses, but uh, can you tell <laughs> could us be a long some? One. Yeah, definitely. Well, can you tell us some, and which do you like to use for cooking, and which do you like to use just for eating or giving people at the restaurant on a cheese plate? Well, um, we just are the beginning of Rush Creek season, which uh, is always right. uh, very Exciting. special. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I also am really in love with... Uh, like Portuguese torta style cheeses with the mm-hmm. thistle rennet. I love mm-hmm. that tanginess and um, like Zimbro, like that pudding. Like I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as the kitchen goes, we really use a lot of the Jasper Hill um, chef shred, which is oh. totally amazing. It, that's mm. a really good way to give like high quality cheeses in cooking. So where you're not just, you know, buying a lesser price cheese, mm-hmm. you know, which quality can be, it can vary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use a lot of the chef's shred. We make a cheese sauce with it. We put it on our grilled cheese. Um, so that's great uh, for that. We also uh, use a um, raclette mm-hmm. from Springbrook on our grilled cheese, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really nice melter and timber doodle. We're putting on mm. a French onion toast, which is kind of our version of a French onion soup, but uh-huh. flipped upside down. <laughs> but that like mustiness, and we have put oxtail on a toast and melt timber doodle on top. Which oh, is- I went to your website before and mm-hmm. looked at that, and I was like, oh, my God, that looks so good. It's oh, really totally good. what I would order. Yeah, right. Super savory. Right. Mm-hmm. I was attracted by those oxtails, too. I always, I, whenever I see oxtails, I want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. We braise it, and um, yeah, with a little uh, onion, and it's delicious. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. So I was going to ask you, I think um, one of you had brought it up already, do you spend time creating a menu, dealing with problems, cooking? For Kate, do you spend time on the counter? What What is your actual job turning out to be? For me, it is. I. I. I it's a lot. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm I sure. Do, I do a lot of every. I'm sorry. I'm stuttering because I. I, I don't know where to begin. Yes, I do. I work cheese sh- I work cheese counter shifts. Uh-huh. I work bar shifts. Oh, actual shifts I, even. What's that? Actual shifts. You you're assigned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, pardon me. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I um, and you know I order I order all the cheese. My partner orders the wine and beer. Mm-hmm. And so then I but I order everything else in the in the shop. Mm-hmm. So we um, it's yes it's a little you know it's That's a little intense. bit of I, everything paperwork mm-hmm. the whole I don't have an office <laughs> oh. so I I set up I set up at the bar oh, until okay. people sit next to me and then I move. <laughs> And how about you, Emily? What yeah, do you same? I do it all. So uh-huh. um, I am on the floor a couple mm-hmm. nights a week, mm-hmm. um, either behind the bar or waiting tables mm-hmm. all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'm in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. brunch mm-hmm. and dinner. Okay, and then uh, midweek I'm just kind of doing ordering, payroll, mm-hmm. just other kinds of mm-hmm. admin duties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. Also, the Saturday and Sunday I'm washing dishes. Okay, you know, now how many tables food. do both of you have? How many seats do you have? Uh, Kate, we have uh, fifteen seats at the bar, mm-hmm. uh, two high tops, and a communal table that seats ten. Okay, and and how about you, Emily? We're about a little over fifty seats okay. total. So, so the bar seats fair, eleven, both fairly small. Yeah, it's small. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's the best part of your day or your job for both of you? 
For me, I love when I'm surprised by a customer. Ah. And when you think, and this is when you're at the counter. Mm -hmm. I guess this could be when I'm behind the bar too, but Mm -hmm. it happens more at the counter where you you think, oh, you think you know the person. You know, you think Mm -hmm. you can look at the person and know exactly what they're going Uh, to want. Sort of pigeonhole them. But then all of a sudden (laughs) it changes Uh and they become very interested and and it becomes a very engaged conversation and you leave kind of invested in mm-hmm. hoping that they have a great experience with their cheese later because it was such a surprise. Yeah, I remember that from being behind the cheese counter. It, it is those moments don't happen enough, unfortunately, but they are peak moments. Yeah, it's totally true. Great answer. It's totally rewarding. Uh-huh. And I can totally agree with that. Um, yeah, for me, the best part of my day, too, is um, just, like, be, like besides that and uh-huh. make, making people happy. Right. I mean, right. that's what it's all about. Right. Um, and teaching people. <laughs> but, uh, like, working for myself, I think, because it's new and, you know, I've never been in that kind of position before. But mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, doing the hustle for, your, for, yourself, for yourself, you know, okay. and, like, growing. Okay. I think it's empowering yeah. and uh, that's really Yeah, it might make the work easier. Or the exhaustion yeah. easier. The exhaustion accept. definitely easier. Yeah, you know, there's been and definitely think, times. And I think there's something about it when, you know what, you've got someone, when you're doing the dishes, but everything else is taken care of, right. and someone else is doing everything else, I'll gladly do the dish. You know, mm-hmm. oh, put me on dishes. I'm, I'll polish, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to do that. If everyone else is, like, in sync, doing their thing, whatever, I don't want to stop that. I'll do dishes. I'll clear tables. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, it's all about working for yourself mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. having some, being invested right. makes a huge difference. And that probably makes your employees happier with you, that you you pitch in, that you do everything. For sure, yeah. We're not yeah, like... I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not a great delegator. You know, so <laughs> Okay, now this is a, a, the opposite question. If you could hire an extra person under you, you know, like just your, your underling to do your least favorite parts, what would they do? Does Kate want to go? I have to think about this one, Emily. <laughs> okay, I can step in. I think it's like easy answer. It would be like answering emails and uh, like booking events and uh, stuff okay. like that. That's, I think, my You just my don't like point. that. Well, I, it's not that I don't like <laughs> it. It's, I think it's just my weak point. Like, okay. I definitely need to, um, you know, Try to you, focus on more, right? Yeah, I'm right. not. I'm not so great at. Uh, You'd think it would be a sitting down task, so you might like a break. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could. <laughs> For sure, but I like being in it. I like getting my hands dirty. Right. And, right. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you thought of something, Kate? Uh, I mean, I I would pro- I would probably agree. Mm. I think that, and then just having someone who would. I mean, I've, and I've got great people, mm-hmm. you know, I've got amazing people, but just one more person who would have the answer that I would give mm. so that if mm. I'm not there. Ah, that's an, that's an interesting point. It's, a, it's an imaginary thing. Yeah, yeah. But it would, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> yeah, all hypothetical. Yeah, so <laughs> you wouldn't have to be, you know, responsible every second. Right. And, and yeah. And the thing is, nobody does it the way that, you do 
Right. And that's part of the deal. That's why you're the one who's doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. it's it's great when that does happen. Mm-hmm. And and I always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now, another question. How have you seen, in two different parts of the country, um, the interest in American cheese change and increase in the past couple years? I would say it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened four years ago, mm-hmm. and I think that in, with a changing, I mean, our, I would say that our customer base has grown with us, but as we get new customers, people who are moving here from other places, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a lot more awareness of what else is happening in the country. And, they, and people ask us, by, you know, for specific cheeses, but why, well, why don't you guys have this? Uh-huh. You know? mm-hmm. And then either we get it or we have a reason why we don't have it. Or, <laughs> and it's really, it's really fun. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's great to have an educated um, clientele, customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you focus mostly on Midwestern, or do you hit both coasts? No, no. I would no. I try. I mean, this sounds lofty, but I try <laughs> to just have the best example of the style mm-hmm. and ones that I'm partial to. Okay, okay. And what about you, Emily? What? Well, I source a lot of my cheeses from Saxlebys, which has uh-huh. a mainly um, American list. And, um, yeah, I really love just being able to support mm-hmm. local farmers and cheesemakers. They mm-hmm. work so hard. Um, I mean, I think it's great, just the growth of mm-hmm. the American cheese industry. Mm-hmm. It's now, really when you were at the Modern, didn't it start out more international? That was a completely international, yeah, and a lot yeah. of French cheeses. Yeah. Um, you know, we had... Humboldt Fog. And uh-huh. had, right. Know, that was probably... Right. One. <laughs> yeah. Like one American cheese. But, uh, and I'm not really sure what their cheese program looks like now, but... Yeah, uh, I don't either. Oh, yeah, do you know who, who's in charge of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. A woman named Amy, okay. who is um, who I also worked alongside mm-hmm. with, too. Mm-hmm. So she's taken mm-hmm. over the cheese program there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's nothing but positive, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. It's definitely yeah. amazing. Now, what do you expect for the holidays? Uh, I know, Kate, you have a cheese counter, so that will be, I presume, busy. But yes. are restaurants busy during the holidays? And are you, do you have parties? Do people come, you know, a lot or a little? What? And you don't really know, Emily, because this is their We're second Christmas, mm-hmm. but you had just opened a year ago. We did, yeah. We opened uh, December second, so we're right. coming up on our year. So, right. it's, um, and when we opened, I think most people had their holiday plans. Right, but we did right. get, you know, we right. started out kind of busy, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, now right now we're getting a lot of inquiries for holiday parties. We have mm-hmm. a nice little back room that can mm-hmm. seem like a little intimate dinner. Um, but yeah, we're busy. It's the season now, okay. right now in New York okay. City. So yeah, okay. we're just getting busier and busier, and it's so unpredictable. Right. Um, maybe right. next year at this time we'll be we'll yeah, you'll have a better compare. You'll have a better idea of what to expect. Right. What about you, Kate? Do you have a? Do you sell platters and things? We do. We do mm-hmm. our catering. Um, I f- this year, so it, I guess it took four almost four years for it to really sink in and click that. 
for cheese platters because mm-hmm. we have just been swamped, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, it's overwhelming, but it's fantastic. And so, you know, trying to be busy and also put systems into place can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But we um, are hopefully ready for it this year. And um, <laughs> and then our counter's busy. We rent out our space, um, you know, do buyouts at the bar and things like that. Um, and we just, I just, you know, order as much cheese as I can. Mm-hmm. And then... I hope I sell it all. Right. <laughs> that's that's a, everyone's holiday game plan. Right. 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 <laughs> so so you increase because most do, do most restaurants assume that they do most of their business like cheese stores do in the in this quarter. I'm. I'm Is that to me? So. I will. <laughs> for both of us. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> all I can say is that I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> right? Continue uh, to grow. definitely our best two months. Okay. You know, there's okay. just no way around it. Huh, huh. Now, I thought people would be eating at home. No? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like, but everyone comes, you know, comes into town or goes out of town together. And right, right, There's right. a reason to go, oh, well, while we're getting this, let's right. have a glass of wine and right. eat some cheese. Mm-hmm. And I am there for them. What else do do they sell? Is it all food in your um, complex? It is. It's okay. mostly food. You know, a spice shop, a mm-hmm. awesome fishmonger, and a mm-hmm. butcher mm-hmm. Uh, bakery. You mm-hmm. know, the kind of kind of the basics, but right on a fancy scale. basics. And do they have? Do other people have um, places for people to sit and eat? Uh, a few do. Mm-hmm. We actually, what's what's really um, fortunate for a few, you know, for, I don't know, I guess for the customer is that if someone orders, you know, uh, fish and chips or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, king crab legs or something, they can, the fish lads will bring that over to our bar and so they can sit and have a glass of wine. Oh, that's nice. Awesome, that's yeah, it makes it... <laughs> It, it offers, it you, makes what we do seem a lot more broad, yeah, even though yeah. we're not adding anything to our menu. Yeah, that's nice. That So that are you the only one with liquor or alcohol in your building? Um, one of, we're the only one who doesn't have a full kitchen attached. Okay. okay. So we're mm-hmm. the ones who let people bring stuff mm-hmm. in. And I think both of you only do beer and wine. Is that Mm-hmm. And cider, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it is is that because of liquor licenses are different? The next rung up. Uh, we're For right us, across. Yes. The, oh, I'm sorry. And um. we didn't. We were just. We weren't. We didn't want the full. Okay. The full thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, we're our space isn't huge, and mm-hmm. it that it wasn't what we wanted our focus to be. Okay. And how about you, Emily? For us, we're right across the street from a high school, so oh, we're like so we weren't able allowed? to serve hard oh. um, alcohol. And we probably would have, uh-huh. um, but it is huh. a different liquor license oh. altogether. Okay, as so if it's kind of a high blessing school in disguise. students don't drink beer. <laughs> Maybe they do. I'm not sure. I mean, I know these high school students not, probably do, but not They're at not, your place. <laughs> not at our place. No. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both, Emily Lind of Denison in on uh, Roebling and Seventh in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and Kate Leader from Ap- 
aperitivo in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you so much for joining me today on Cutting the Curd. Thank you, Diane. Thanks, Diane. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're, it's been wonderful. And listeners, I have to pester you again. Don't forget to order tickets and enjoy our December 4th fundraiser at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. It's going to be really fun. Be there or be square. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.